Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and this is going to be a really, really short intro because my lovely podcast assistant, VA, friend, amazing person, Holly, was able to record what was my first ever radio interview. I was interviewed for BBC Radio Northampton and it was just like the most surreal thing. I can't tell you how nervous I was. But I think it was following the coverage that bodybuilding in general got after Ollie Mers's girlfriend Amelia Tank was obviously competing with Pure Elite um, and received some online abuse. So I got asked to go on and obviously I said yes. But yeah, oh my god, like I've always, aside from the goals that I have within the industry, whether it's like my own personal stuff or the business, something outside of it that I've always felt so strongly about is being able to promote this industry in a positive light in more mainstream and make it a bit more mainstream whenever I could. So to be able to have this opportunity really did mean a lot. Um, and I'm really, really hoping that I did the industry proud. But yeah, enjoy, listen on. I'm not sure where Holly was able to start recording. But yeah, just enjoy. And um, yeah, still really, really surreal because a few years ago, I would never, ever have imagined I'd have a business in this industry, even be in this industry, and then be doing this that I'm doing now. So um, yeah, enjoy, guys. And thank you, as always. So pleased to say that Jasmine joins us now. Hello to you, Jasmine. Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. No, it's a real pleasure. Um, I'll get your thoughts on the abuse Amelia Tank has received, but let's talk about you. When did you decide to start bodybuilding? Oh gosh, so I'm 27 now, and it was my last year of uni actually, I was like 20, 21, and I've always struggled with my hips and knees, so I actually got into bodybuilding because I was really insecure growing up. Um, I was really scared of public speaking, anything like that. So I kind of just wanted to push myself at completely outside my comfort zone. So that's kind of how I got into bodybuilding. And then kind of, yeah, the rest is kind of history. I found a gap in the market. And what was it that, that you that you liked about the process? Because I imagine that when it comes to doing bodybuilding, there's a diet you have to follow. There's an exercise regime you have to follow. And that's before you even yeah. talk about competitions. It's a lot of discipline. Yeah, if you would have told me when I was younger that I would be in the industry and a bodybuilding competitor, I you, I would have laughed at you and been like, no, that is not me. I'm not that sort of person. But I think what attracted me was I was always curious to see what my potential was. And I think a lot of us don't actually know our full potential or reach it. And I kind of just thought, you know what, like, life's too short I'm just gonna try this thing once you know it's kind of on your bucket list I thought I'll try it once and kind of see what happens and even though you work so hard towards the stage you actually learn so much about yourself through the process it's actually the journey in the process where you just become like a a better person um more all-rounded and I think you really realize that you are capable of so much more I think that's why bodybuilding gets like once you get into it you just get such a buzz because you just really see what can actually happen if you just put your mind to something. I've seen pictures of you competing. And I mean, clearly, you've you've spent so much time at the peak of your 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 competition career sculpting that look. For anyone that's yeah. never seen you, can you describe a bit about what your body was like at that time when you were just in the, you know, just in the heat of a competition? See, this is interesting, because I think 
when I'm kind of dressed and fully clothed because I'm a bikini competitor, I don't think a lot of people actually realize I am a competitor until I say it and then they look straight down at my shoulders. That seems to be the thing. But I would say it's kind of, if you think of bodybuilding, a lot of people think of like maybe maybe the more old school sort of bodybuilding, but bikini is this new class that's really kind of lit a fire and the industry is kind of, you know, innovate, it's been an innovative category because it isn't massive. It's not being about like the biggest muscular person. It's being like a toned, slender, healthy physique that a lot of people actually aspire to be um but i'm five foot eleven so if you actually saw me in person I, a lot of people don't clock they know i go to the gym but they don't clock i'm a bodybuilder which is quite interesting and when people do clock have you experienced any of the negativity that uh, ollie Merz's girlfriend uh, amelia has experienced from people in some way not liking the fact that you're a woman who does that i'll be honest yes um, I think it was a lot worse when I first started five, six years ago. And that was kind of before like the Instagram age. I do think things are getting better overall. Like people are, you know, starting to see things on social media and trying, I guess it's not as unfamiliar to them. But yeah, I would be, I will be honest. I have received that. But then, for example, like my family, when I first got into it, they were just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And they kind of were, like, they tried to support me. It wasn't until they went to a show saw the end result, saw the how supportive and how amazing this, this whole community and this whole industry is, and they're my biggest supporters. So yeah, I think I have had it, but at the same time, I try and just kind of block it out as much as I can. Um, and you know, not everyone's gonna fully understand it, but over time, hopefully, you know, more and more people get into the sport, people can get a bit more educated um, and kind of open it up to a bit more mainstream. There was an aspect of what you do that interested me because I found it to be different from I suppose what I thought of as a bodybuilding competition, because I understood about getting yourself in, in that great peak condition. I understand that the the fake tan and things like that all help to show up the definition. You know, there are aspects of it mm -hmm. that I understand. But I noted that in some of the competitions that you've done, you've talked about having different pose choices, but also different jewellery choices as well. And so it struck me that there is there is there any element of the catwalk about that particular bikini classification? A hundred percent. I would say every single class, every single category, every single federation, it is kind of like a catwalk at the beginning because you have you know you have to stand from the back and walk straight forward. Um, I've done a variety of competitions and I've done a federation fairly similar to Audrey, um, not Audrey, similar to Amelia. Amelia we yeah. have the same posing coach, um, Audrey Capio. So yeah, it, there's there's so many different federations and categories out there, um, and it is kind of like a catwalk, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so I feel like I've lost the there. No, 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 not at all. And that's fascinating that you and Amelia have, have shared a similar coach, um, which puts mm. you quite quite close to, to this story. On the flip side of this, you know, your, your sport is one that does involve showing a lot of your body, no more than you would show on a, a beach, for example, if you were wearing a, a, a bikini. Does this also attract unwanted attention? Um. I've been quite lucky, touch for it, that I've not had that as much in comparison to other people. But I know some girls have had it. And I think a couple of, you know, a couple of comments you can kind of just brush it off. But then it does get to a point where, you know, some girls really do get every single day a lot of abuse either way. But I do think if, if it's just bodybuilding, I do think, you know, fitness models, models in general, um, people that kind of put themselves out there on social media, I think they kind of all are subject to that sort of abuse, unfortunately. So yeah, I've been quite lucky, but I know a lot of friends that do um, struggle with it quite a lot more. 
you now run a business and, and you support other women going into this industry. And I read that you do everything. There's a lovely quote from you um, that you do everything from taping up, taping up, <laughs> taping up boxes of supplies to send around the country um, through to sticking on bikini tape, you know, just when someone's about to go backstage. So you, you're clearly still very hands on and you must find the women that you meet who are coming into this particular competition, very inspiring people. Oh, 100%. And what I find so inspiring is their stories. There's some people that are 40 or 50 with kids and they just thought, you know what, I just woke up one day and I thought, I just want to do something for me. There's people that have overcome cancer and it's kind of more like a celebration more than anything and kind of sticking to a goal and kind of seeing it through. I'm very blessed to be able to work with people from all over the world now. I've got orders to Korea, Dubai, Europe, and I never, ever imagined that I'd A, run a business, and B, be in this industry. Um, but it really does show, like, you just never know where your path is going to lead. Um, and that's coming from someone who was, as I say, severely bullied growing up, was very insecure, was very shy, and I had a lot of self-doubt and you know, self-negative talk about myself. And I think bodybuilding really helped to push past that and kind of become a better person. I think that's the same for a lot of the industry as well. I... Uh... If, if my, my wife, Kate, if she started to become a, a bodybuilder, I would obviously support her and applaud her in anything she chose to do. But I think it would leave me feeling, um, you know, quite insignificant and unable to keep up because of my uh, because of my body and the various struggles I have to, <laughs> to, to look half decent naked <laughs> to people, to people who compete. Do they find that their partners are often people in the industry? Or, or actually, you know, is that not the case? It's a mixture, actually. It is a mixture. And I did, I did a podcast episode, actually, about this. And I think initially, when you start competing, family, close friends, um, partners, they do struggle with it. But it's bringing them along in the journey. And that's what I feel like is the most successful prep, is when you don't just completely isolate yourself. Like, I still go out and see my friends, see my family. I live a very... Even though I'm in the industry so much, like I judge, I tan, I have my business and podcasts, I still do normal stuff. Um, and a lot of my friends don't even clock that I'm on prep or in off season or whatever I'm doing. Um, so yeah, the people do do struggle with that initially sometimes. But once I feel like the first prep is always the hardest. It's the hardest for yourself and hardest for everyone around you because it's a brand new thing and you do have to make sacrifices. But once you if you bring them along with a journey and celebrate it at the at the end, I think. It, it does help a massive amount because my grandma and my mum, after the first prep, they're like my biggest supporters, come to every show and they're amazing. Has your grandma had a go with the fake tan? Do you know what? She helped me um, gem my bikini in my first prep and I was choosing bikini colours with her because I just thought, you know what? Love it. Love I don't it. think she's going to understand every element of this prep, but there's certain elements that I think she will really enjoy. She's really creative, so I just kind of got her involved in that and that really... You know, it's a memory that I made with her, which means everything to me. So, yeah, I think if you're smart, there's ways that you can... It doesn't have to take over all your life. It can kind of embed into your life and enhance yes. it. Well, I think, I think it's fascinating. And I'm so pleased to hear that from a difficult start at school when you didn't have confidence and people were, were unpleasant to you, that you've managed to take control of your life and, uh, and doing so wonderfully with the business, which is called Compaq, and the podcast, not just a bikini girl in the industry. And uh, Jasmine Jeffrey, thank you so much for helping us learn a bit more about this particular sport.
You're very welcome, honestly. This is such a pleasure and a massive thing for me. So thank you so, so much. No, the pleasure, honestly, is all ours. Thank you. Brilliant stuff.